It is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Somehow we have made it to baseball today. That is my man, T. Ploof. I am Chris Rose. Just one quick question. Do you know CPR? I do not. Oh, gosh. That could be a problem because I already had my workout, my lift session with my trainer, and I was dog tired, and I don't know. I'm going to try to make it through here. Um, You look a little flushed. I did, yeah. I keep hydrating. I have an idea of how to do CPR, but I don't think that's good enough. (laughs) Hey, at at this age, I'll take a coin flip. Okay. I got to be honest with you. Good enough. (laughs) I, I would do it to you. I would. And as would I reciprocate. That's how much love we have on this show because we love bringing people the hot baseball topics with just over a week to go until opening day. So let's get to it. First one, uh, which playoff team from a year ago, do you have the most questions about heading into the season? I hate to do it to this team because you did it to them all last season. It's the San Francisco giants. They've had a couple of late injuries here in spring training. We're talking long go um, out with the finger late night Lamont also not going to be ready for the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. And then there's Brandon belt who hasn't even played in the spring game yet. And Gabe is saying he's ready for opening day, but I don't know, man. So like, there's a few little injuries there. The rest of the teams that made the playoffs though. I mean, they all improved or look, like they're going to do it again. So I think if I had to pick one, it'd be the Giants. Except for one. This one. The Tampa I Bay Rays. I, but I can't, you can't question them, though. I know, I know, right? Because <laughs> we always question them, and then they always end up kicking you right in the onions when you question them. But I am a little bit worried about them, right? They're not going to okay. have glass now the entire season. At least last year, they had him for half the season, and he was, you know, he was right in the Cy Young mix until he got banged up. Um, they also lost Joey Wendell. We, they just lost Fireheyes, and we don't know for how long. Um, they didn't add anybody that wows you, right? I mean, they added Corey Kluber to the rotation. They always end up picking up a reliever or somebody in a trade, right? They got two good relievers last year in the Willie Adamas deal. We know that Wander Franco, you feel like with a full year, you know, is going to be that much better, but you never know. So it and there's three teams in the East that did a lot that signed some big name guys. And so I don't ever question what the Rays are doing, but I question whether or not they have enough to stick with the rest of the teams that are there. You're totally right. And any normal like person looking at rosters or just kind of trying to project the playoffs, like would have that same thought process. I did last year. I believe I took the under on their win total during the Mm -hmm. season and they surpassed that like no big deal. Uh, there are some guys that are hurt there too. So I guess, you know, you're right. This team has a few question marks and it's okay to question them. I've just, I've done it before and it's just led down the wrong path. Maybe that's why you stayed away from the giants in this question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've gone down that train and it rolled right over me last year and people have not uh, let me forget. Uh, okay. Let's talk about a team that we rarely do on baseball today. The Pittsburgh pirates who raised a few eyebrows on Tuesday as they sent down O'Neill Cruz for a little bit more seasoning or so. Does this pass the smell test? What smell test? Like the service time manipulation? It smells exactly like that. It smells perfectly like service time I thought we got rid of that during the negotiations. Oh, no, we openly talked about how teams do it, and then nothing really happened. There was a few bonus things. If O'Neill Cruz – this was the interesting part of this whole thing. You can save a, a year – of service time by keeping these guys down for two weeks. And that's what teams typically would have done. Now, if a, 
guy comes up and wins rookie of the year, second rookie of the year, like they can accrue a full year of service time. So maybe this is going to go the other way. We might not see O'Neill Cruz until what, June? Because they don't want him to win the, they don't want him to win the rookie of the year. So they keep him down longer. I hope it doesn't turn out that way, Chris. Maybe this is the pessimistic side of me with these uh, negotiations, but he should be in the big leagues. Tell me who's stopping that guy from being in the big leagues in the Pirates organization. I, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Newman's going to be their, their starting shortstop. And Kevin Newman's a good player. There's no question. But here's – I'm putting myself in the cleats of a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. Three straight last-place finishes. The team continues to get rid of big names, whether it's via trade or DFA and guys that, that people really like in the community, all that sort of stuff. So if you're a Pirates fan, why are you going to the games other than to see that magnificent ballpark and maybe stars on the other team? You need to give them, and Cabrian Hayes is certainly one answer, right? That's a good one. Reynolds is another good one until he gets traded. But O'Neill Cruz is something we have not seen. What is he, like a seven-foot-two-inch shortstop? Like, I would go pay to get, see that guy if I were, a, you know, a Pirates fan that had a family. Dude, when we first saw this guy in spring training, I did not know his prospect pedigree. He looks like a hooper out there. Right. Like he, he doesn't necessarily fit in on a baseball field because you, you just don't see that body type a lot, especially at shortstop. Yeah, not in the infield. I mean, we see Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton roaming the outfield, but not in the infield. Yeah, well, they like they're a little bit more proportionate proportionate than he is. He's kind of like tall and skinny, so he kind of right. like stands out a little bit more. Uh, but there's like he's put the numbers up, like he he can do it. Like let's let's see what this guy can do. They're calling him a unicorn. Great, let's see the unicorn that can sell some tickets for you. Yeah, it's bullshit. I got to be honest with you. I yeah. feel terribly for this kid, you know, who was hitting three thirty three with a couple of bombs in spring training, and I feel terribly for the Pirates fans. It just doesn't make it. I guess I'm happy for the people in Indianapolis who get to see him. <laughs> That's about it. Go, go check him out in Indianapolis. If you're there, he's not going to be there for very long unless, unless they really are going to stick it to him. I don't he's know. He's a top 15 prospect in baseball. Like enough of this. You know what? And by the way, stop hiding behind your manager and your GM on this one. Ownership needs to come out and make a statement on this because he, I would ask the questions. If I were working in the media in Pittsburgh, I would be like, well, wait a second. How do you say this to Pirates fans? It smells of service manipulation time. You don't know the owner anything. You know what they're gonna say? Uh, he's only had a certain amount of bats above double A. Like we okay. really think he could be, right. you know, use some more. Yeah, that's all they have to say. Let's move on to this, which is near and dear to my heart. There yes. are rumors out there. Paul Hoynes, who has covered the Cleveland Guardians for a long time when they were nicknamed something else, says that the team and Jose Ramirez are working on a contract extension. More likely that a new deal gets done to keep him in Cleveland or that Ramirez gets dealt. Give me like a time frame on this deal because I don't think it's going to get done anytime soon. Like everything I'm reading in their informal discussions. Right. They're trying to find player comps. Like who could you be compared to? That's pretty easy to do. It doesn't take a long time to find his comps. Okay, I could do it right now. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to think about this. And I think that's kind of where the situation lies in, in Cleveland. Um, in, in the, some of the stuff I was reading about this, they don't even know if they have, if they can get ownership to spend, like they don't even know what the budget's going to be. They have barely any money on the book. So like, if they do sign him, are they going to get, are they going to be able to sign any more guys or we're just going to have Jose Ramirez and a bunch of other dudes. So 
I think there needs to be a lot more clarity. Right now, it seems like a deal is nowhere close, and they have all the leverage here. Ramirez has zero leverage. There's two player options or two team options, excuse me, still. Um, so the, the Guardians are just biding their time to see where they're going to go. And that's a big question mark. And I think that's a problem. We need to be more straight up with our fan bases. Hey, this is what we're thinking, right? Like, that's just how I feel. When's that going to happen? It's that never doesn't happen, happen in pro sports. That does not happen in pro sport unless unless you're Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, who just took a crap on uh, Carson Wentz's tenure in Indianapolis. <laughs> like he's the most honest owner there is. You know, he you could throw a couple guys in there, right? He and and Cuban, I guess, when it comes to the basketball side of things and some other stuff. As far as a Guardians fan, I don't see any way they get an extension done because I look at him right now at age 29, you'd have to give him at least a six year deal. Probably if you were to rip it up right now or tack on four years to the end of his two um, option years, which are right around 24, $25 million total. I mean, he's still such a bargain for a guy who's had, I think four top six MVP finishes, three in the top three or something ridiculous like that. Do you know that the guardians, what do you think the biggest contract they've ever given somebody? It's not a lot because I saw that too. It's like 60 million total. It's 65 million total they gave to Edwin Encarnacion, a three-year deal. They gave him 60, and then it was a $5 million buyout. So they're one of just a couple of teams that have never given out a nine-figure deal, and they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it until ownership changes, which I think is going to be in the works over the next 18 months, if I had to guess. I think they'd be wise to try to extend him. I think it'd be worth of more. They would. Like, but like really try. You have the two years here. Try to get four more years on top of that. So what's what's the additional money you could do four years? I mean, this guy's worth $30 million. He's worth he's he's worth that. So another 120 mil. That makes him an attractive trade piece. Attractive trade piece. I mean, locked in salary. Maybe they eat a little bit of it to, to get more prospects. I don't know, man. I, mean, I don't know what's going an on. Attractive trade piece. He's one of the hottest ones on the market because You're, of what he <laughs> I mean, right now, here's the thing. You're totally right. You're you totally this. right. Cleveland Guardians fans cannot go through another Lindor exodus. Okay. They got they got some decent guys in the trade, but it's nobody that you're knocking down the turnstiles to go see. You're just not. It's really, really challenging. He's he's most valuable. I don't think that would I'm, I'm wrong. That extension would not add value to him no. as far as trade value. It would not. No. Where he's at right now with two team options, it's after this year, right? So it's this know. year plus it's, two more? No, it's this year plus another one. Plus one. Okay. Now, he's most – actually, last summer was most valuable. Now, he's still really valuable. So they got to figure out what they want to do. They it's a to, shame here, that we're, we're talking about this and we have no idea. Here's the thing. They have to decide by June, in my opinion. Yes. They have to decide by June. Either we're going to keep him – and we're going to bite down hard and we're going to give him a lot of dough and build around him and rebrand the team with Jose Ramirez as the face. And they certainly could do that. Or they're going to, they have to trade him by this summer. I got a team for him. Do San tell. Francisco giants just lost yeah. their third baseman. I, I I'm with you there. I just don't think that they have the sort of young players that. Yeah. Cleveland I don't think wants. so either. Yeah. They're just not, it's not a good fit that way. Where's he going to go? Well, you know, Toronto was a great idea prior to Chapman. Um, you know, Philly's got a crappy farm system. We have to see it shake out. But, you know, the new farm system rankings just came out, and I don't see a perfect match unless Toronto still has more in the coffer. You know, they've got a good young catcher. Oh 
They've got a good young third baseman in the system still. And they've got some some guys at the major league level that that probably they could get rid of too. Because remember, Ramirez can play second base. I was going to say, moving to second base, think about that infield. Oh, God. Yeah. Look out. All right, let's move on. All right. Uh, in the meantime, next 20 on the MLB Network. Not familiar with them. Top 100 players countdown. It came out numbers 80 through 61. So which one of the most 20 recently revealed players has a shot at being in the top five award category this season? I know that was very jumbled, but do you understand the question? I do understand the question. And I think I, I think I have a good answer here. Okay. I am going to go with the best to ever do it. Do you know who that is? Oh Randy Orozarena, baby. Whoa! Let's go. Let's get this guy a beautiful full season of it. Bats like he did last year. He had a 131 OPS plus last year. I think he can. I think wow. he can. I think he can build on that. Okay, he's he's going to be 27 this year, entering the prime. Seeing big league pitching again, I think he can make that massive leap. I think him and Wander Franco are going to be like so fun to watch together down there in Tampa. And I wouldn't be surprised like if we're talking like, dude, this guy has a chance, maybe not at an MVP because I think Shohei is going to run away with it again, but getting those votes, he's going to be very important to that Tampa team. Wow. So you think a top five MVP candidate. Rookie of the year last year. I know he was great. Wow. That's, that's a big one. I, I didn't even, I looked at those 20 guys he didn't even register, but I like it. I like guys with long odds. Yes. The other one was Anthony Rendon. I know the injury history is there, but I think he's surrounded by enough talent. He is an elite player when he's healthy. He's got a chance, but I like Randy better just because it's fun to dream upon that. Totally. And by the way, you could see a Rosarena being the leader offensively of that team. The problem is as good a year as Rendon is going to have, Will he ever be looked at like he's just kind of in the background when you've got Shohei and Trout on the same squad? I think he likes that. I think oh, he, I know likes he does. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, for me, you know, I thought Corbin Burns kind of came out of, I'm not going to say nowhere during the pandemic shortened season, but we saw what he could do. And then he made that monumental leap a year ago and won the uh, Cy Young Award. I'm going to go with one of his rotation mates, Freddie Peralta. He's checking in at number 75 in their top 100 list. Last year, over 12 Ks per nine, but he only threw 144 innings. That's the thing that scares me. Can he get through a full – can he make 32 starts? Can he give you 185 innings and then continue to put up these numbers? Because if he gives you 180 innings, 185 innings, he could strike out 230 guys and wow us. The only other thing that worries me, in addition to the durability, is the walks. That's been a, a bit of a problem. But as he continues to get older, hopefully he refines that part of his game. And all of a sudden, because he's got some fun stuff to watch, dude. And, like, I love his his attitude. We saw him yes. in Milwaukee last year, and the guy is just, like, walking energy. So I believe in stuff like that, and I like that pick, Chris. Okay, it's solid. Um, finally, what do you have coming up on, on John Boy Media? All of our TPPs are coming out. You know, we, I think we've done the NL Central. I think we're releasing the yeah. AL Central today. So if you have your favorite team, you want to hear us talk about them, they're all coming out. And we did it a little bit different this year, but they've, they've, they've been really good. Um, really good. Those and I'm narrowing, I'm narrowing down my choice uh, for the World Series. Mm. I, I think I have a team. So now wait a second. I'm, I want to ask you a question. Are you announcing that on Talking Baseball or are you announcing that here? Because I'm mm. not going to take offense <laughs> if you – No, know. you know what? Neither. We're going to do a whole live stream of it. I'll be in New York for it. 
Um, wow. I have my I have my winner, I believe. Now I'm, I'm deciding who they're going to play. That's big news. It is big news. A what you got, man? Stream. Holy smokes. Live I wonder stream. if I could be a part of the live stream. Nobody Come to New York. Me. Well, got something else. Oh, I know where you're going to be. Hey, tell me what you're what you got coming up. Um, we, uh, well, in about 90 seconds, I have to go, uh, talk to Trevor May for the 100th episode of the Chris Rose rotation, which nice. will be coming out on Thursday. He was co-host number one. He'll be co-host number 100. It just worked out that way, which is kind of cool. A lot of stuff. So if you're a Mets fan, you better, you better tune into this one. We got a lot of shit going. Yeah, dude, dig in. I want to hear some juicy Mets stuff. Oh yeah. I got a whole list of it right here. Oh, I love Can't that. Okay. Uh, we are back at it again on Thursday. Uh, special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Dan Rourke. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Thanks so much for tuning in to Baseball Today. See you on Thursday, everybody.